Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I was supposed to have that on the podcast, but I've decided to make this week a two-episode week. Now, in the wake of the new community event, My Amino Journey, uh, I know that this will not be a uh, contender to win it because it's not a blog, but with that in mind, I got to thinking, why not use this event as a catalyst to make a new episode of the podcast. Uh, I had this logged off and I had planned on doing it later, but uh, I've been on Amino for over two years now and I think it's a, as good a time as any to, with the uh, event going on to go over my Amino journey. And uh, uh, I just think it's as a good time as any. Uh, podcast has really done uh, well and I've had several guests on, and the only two episodes really where it's just been me has been uh, the first episode and the Master Plan Edition. So tonight, to keep on the release schedule, uh, every now and then you might have a two-episode week, you never know, but to keep on the release schedule, and uh, Thab will be here tomorrow, fingers crossed, if his uh, schedule pans out, hopefully, uh, he will be here tomorrow to talk about Luck of the Draw. And the VOTB World Title Conundrum. Now, I uh, would talk about Luck of the Draw by myself. However, I think it's nice because Thad uh, Thad could play... I'll play Devil's Advocate, and Thad will be the rebuttal, I guess. Uh, to see, uh, you know, because I, I was fairly disappointed. And it's not the matches themselves. I'm not disappointed in the matches themselves. It's just... The randomizer didn't do any favors to me for BOTB. I'm just going to put it at that. And that's where I'm going to end it. little teaser for tomorrow. But my amino journey. And I guess if we're going to talk my amino journey, then we have to go back to the very beginning. And the beginning was when I joined... I can't... You know, I joined... I'll have to go back and check real quick, but I joined over two years ago now. Uh, it's been 948 days. It's July 16th. Yeah, July 16th. So 948 days ago, I, I joined up. And my first day, I wasn't active. I joined, and I was just a little level one. And I, I just joined because I saw... Uh, Chris Danker promoting the Wrestling Amino app. And the Wrestling Amino app was meant to be a place where you could go and you could meet a whole bunch of like-minded people and have conversations about pro wrestling. And that's what I've been looking for, you know. And I think everybody can relate when you go to school. And, you know, I, I was in my junior year of high school at the time. And when you take a look at it and you're in high school there's very few like-minded wrestling fans so, some people have more friends that watch wrestling other people have less but with me I didn't have a very large group of people that watch wrestling anytime that you talk about wrestling they look at you and they frown upon you and they're like yeah hey, you know it's fake right and yada yada and you have to try and explain to them that no it's it's not fake it's 
Uh, it's not fake. It's uh, you know choreographed. It's scripted. But you know they're they're still they're hurting. When they get in that ring, they're hurting each other. They are. Uh, they just know how to. They know how to keep each other as safe as humanly possible. But they're still putting their bodies on the line every time. And of course, everybody just looks at you and calls you an idiot. So seeing that there was an app out there that you could go on and see people that are wrestling fans like yourself you can debate them you can talk about your opinions and you know not everybody's going to agree with your opinion but you could talk about pro wrestling and it's not just wwe either because a lot of my friends were casual fans they didn't know a lot about new japan they didn't know a lot about promotions like progress or ott and granted i'm not the biggest progress or ott mark either but you know this is a place that would help me you know people knowledgeable people about those products are able to educate me so I was able to come on and see how everything was working out and see you know what was going on and like my first day on the app again I wasn't very active at all if at all like and it wasn't until my second day where I started to try and find stuff to do and back when role play leagues were a big cog in the machine there were the written leagues, they were the premier, they were, you know, but the role-play leagues were still pretty prominent. So there was a league called KBW that started up, and legitimately guy's screen name was Rey Mysterio, and he started this league called KBW, and so I came in, and I needed a character, and and I was like, well, I got Ryan, I got this guy named Ryan Rancic. Uh, he, me, my brother and I, created him he was a you know as a cause so i was like yeah let's let's go ahead and throw him out there and he didn't really have a gimmick so i gave him the judge gimmick and then steven came on like a day later and he became hermata and stuff like that well in lhw i met guys like randy hart and jay gang who became uh chance jay who became vain and i met a guy named vega and you know they they were extremely cool guys and I enjoyed them a lot. I uh, still enjoy Randy. Vega and Chance J. Chance J isn't on as much anymore, if ever. And Vega's, like, hiding. If he's here, he's hiding. But I met these guys, and they were great, great friends to me when I first started. And, you know, Randy's still a great friend to me. You know, and they were kind of on my side. And, you know, five of us kind of kind of got together and formed our own little group of guys, you know, and KBW, KBW lasted like two days, and because uh, there's a guy named Danieru Barraza, who came in, and he, like, it was funny, because like a, two weeks, it, like for two weeks, it was just constant yelling in the KBW chat, because this guy would get furious from somebody just saying hello, so... Unfortunately, all of us left KBW. We weren't going to deal with it. So Randy started, Randy and Jay started a league called LHW, Lethal Hardcore Wrestling. Again, just a role play. But, you know, they started this, they started it, and I joined, and shortly after, uh, uh, Liam joined, uh, Outlaw Liam, and there's a Noam Dar guy that joined, and... You know, then uh, come later, MT, MT joined up, and 
you know, I can't quite remember everybody who was there, but we were we were all happy to be there and we were enjoying ourselves. Um, I'm not sure if JT joined LHW. This was two years ago, so I'm kind of straining my brain on uh, trying to get that done or trying to think. But, you know, I, I joined up and, you know, LHW is, is really where I kind of hone my... Uh, you know, I kind of I made I made friends, and it's one of the bigger reasons that I stuck around. Because at the time, you know, me being a complete novice on this app, you know, looking at written leagues, I, I didn't know. But a funny story: like the first day I was super active, EPWN had their uh, rock and sock or, or something about tag team wrestling. It was a tag team tournament, one show tag team tournament. And I contacted them and asked if I could join. And, of course, Squid answered back. And I said, I got a faction. They're called True Justice. He didn't know who I was from Adam. And I don't know if he really had any interest in adding us. But it was me. And I was, you know, I, I was doing the Bobby Lashley deal. And Steven had her motto, which was El Macias. And then it was Vega, too. And we were trying to get to EPWN. And there, there was probably no interest from Squid because, he again, he didn't know me at all. I was just some random guy and he was probably used to seeing PMs from people asking to join all the time. So I didn't get <laughs> uh, you know, looking back on it no, uh, now obviously I probably wasn't going to end up in that league, but uh, by no means. Uh, that That's besides the point. So we asked him and he, he you know, he expressed his interest, and he, but he wasn't uh, I'm sure because we never got a contact back, so obviously we weren't going to join. But EPWN was like the first league that I was like, man, I really want to get into. So, you know, LHW ran its course for a while, and we, we were all just enjoying ourselves. And It's where I invented, for LHW, I, you know, Rancic was already around. He was the first character I came up with. And then I came up with uh, Simon Kidd, to be a developmental talent for LHW, I came up with Mason Chronic. Mason Chronic was supposed to be a jobber. He was supposed to be on the roster and job out. And so, when I created him, we had this—I had this really competitive back and forth ma- match with this guy in, in the role play, and I was supposed to just job. So they decided, well, Mason Chronic—he is, uh, you know—we're we're, going to keep Mason Chronic around. And, you know, I, I named him the Happy Accident, nicknamed him the Happy Accident because he wasn't supposed to be, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster. So I kind of nicknamed him the Happy Accident. So fast fast forward, and this is where this is where things get really fun, you see. You know, NCW came around and I joined up as Simon Kidd. And I, was, I cut a kid promo and I won their hardcore title multiple times. I lost count of how many times I won their hardcore title, but that was the first written league I kind of got into and dipped my toe into. It was like, yeah, I like this. Well, I like cutting the promos, like putting it out there. It wasn't the first promo I cut, by no means, but it was the first written league I was in. Uh, but what's funny is there was a guy, you know, everybody knows Stylo, and the shine was a thing. And this is one of my favorite stories from LHW ever. Because Stylo and the guys from Shine invaded the LHW chat. And they were just going crazy. They were being as rude as can be. We're just trying to enjoy ourselves. 
and you know nobody everybody is very uh keen on those raids everybody's been everybody's been involved in at least one at some point i'm sure and everybody knows what they're all about so they they kind of invade the chat and they're going they're going 100 miles an hour and stylo says that no offense to you guys but none of you none of you can out promo anybody in shine not a single person and you know i just kind of kept quiet but i saw what he was saying and i was extremely angry cuz i was like you don't even know us and you've got no idea what we can do so i went and i, I kid you not this is like my 10th day on the app i went and signed up for shine he said we need i would like to have these card reps taken so i signed up as jay briscoe and of course i'm still a novice i i don't know you know i i don't know that the briscoes exist at this point i really don't i'm just i just see jay briscoe like i, I like jay briscoe i think i can pull off a good jay briscoe let me go try and be jay briscoe and so i signed up as jay briscoe immediately get put in an elimination chamber match for the shine united states championship and I'm sure this is not based on him knowing me at all. But he just needed somebody to throw in, right? So he throws me in. I cut the promo as Briscoe. Again, he doesn't know I'm from LHW. He doesn't know who I am. So I cut the promo. The show comes out. And I win the United States title. <laughs> the only time I've ever beaten Tyler Law, by the way. Uh, outside of GWO, uh, but we'll get there. I beat, you know, I beat, I won their United States title, and I kind of keep my mouth shut about it because do you realize it could have been so embarrassing if I told him, hey, I'm one of those LHW punks you said couldn't beat anybody on your roster, and now I'm one of your champions. <laughs> I just, but you know, I keep I keep my mouth shut. And, you know, I just let it, I, I just let it slide. It's, it's okay. He could think, what, they could think whatever they want. But I proved that, you know, we might have been a role play league, but we were good enough to come in. And I know it was Shine, but Shine was a big deal at one point. So it, it was nice to go in there and win a belt. So Shine opened the door for me to get, you know, NCW was still a thing. And then... Amari wanted to do a tag team because he wanted to do he wanted to get into ARW. So I got into ARW with Amari and we were like we were going to be the perfect perfect uh combination of you know speed and power because I had the Rancic I had Rancic and he had ATP. So we were going to be the perfect uh combination of speed and power aerial domination and so we came together for ARW and immediately after I joined ARW I get the contact that changed everything and that was when Ian Adams contacted me to join XCW this is 30 days into the app this is 30 days under being on Wrestling Amino 
so I get, I get contacted to join XCW, and I'm kind of shell-shocked here. Because I've got no idea. I'm still a novice. I've got no idea what's going on. It's kind of, I, I need him to coach me through it. Get me where I need to go, sort of thing. And so I get uh, I, I get in, and first item in, it's like they, they just finished up uh, their Let's Kill Tonight show, and it was... It was Prince versus Chris in the main event. So I tried reading through that and got bored about halfway through it. But that, that's besides the point. It was still it was still a great match. I and uh, but that was my first kind of introduction to because XCW at the time that was the, those were the big leagues AWN BOTB AA XCW those were the big leagues. So I, I was in one of the most premier leagues on the entire app. Although there were issues, there were problems. I was in one of the premier leagues on the entire app. Fast forward to like a day later, I'm writing a match for him, and I don't know what happened, but I end up on his freaking management team with the likes of Pike and Chris Rico and uh, Wacha and Prince, and I'm just, Squid was there at the time, and I'm just talking with these big boys, 30 days in, I'm on the, I'm on the management team for XCW. I'm getting like a rocket because they want to put me in the corporation. So I'm becoming like the enforcer of the corporation. So I got a rocket and I'm I'm going to the top of the card. And that afforded me the opportunity to go to places like ACW. And Ian compared me to Prince. He said like I was, uh, to him, I was like a young Prince. He saw a lot of Prince in me. It's unca- He said it was uncanny how much I reminded him of Prince. Which again, still a novice, still learning who these guys were. Prince at the time was the man. He still is the man. So I kind of get. It's like wow, he thinks I'm. He thinks I have the ability to be as big as Prince. And to this day, I feel like I've disappointed him, in some in a lot of ways because I'm not where I want to be. By no means am I where I'm going to be. I'm stuck in a rut. And if anybody saw Javi's promo on me earlier, I'm going to say it right now. I don't know where BOTB's leaning, but because, you know, still got, what, three weeks, another two, three weeks until the promo deadline. But I tell you right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too confident right now. I read that promo and I was like... <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, here we go." I'm not. I'm not too confident in myself. I feel like Okada's going to take my head off, and and then it's just back to square one because I feel like when I released my promo, I kind of screwed myself. In a way, there were points that Thad brought up when he reviewed it that uh, said a lot, and I think those points, if I would have just waited, read through it, thought about it for a little bit then I would have been better off. But no, I went ahead and released it. And although that's great, I released it early. Uh, I think I screwed myself. So <laughs> besides the point, again, um, moving forward, it's one, of the, it's one of those things where, you know, XCW at the time was like at their back end. And they were like falling apart. In, you know, there was a situation with Luke... As in, you know, Luke Coffey, that Luke. There was a situation where they just, you know, 
I don't know what happened, but Ian wasn't very happy with him, and he was moving him around the roster. He ended up fired. He ended up gone. It was and uh, Helmet Jack wanted to get in, and, and then Helmet Jack joined the XCW chat, and that didn't go over very well. And then Squid left Creative. Uh, part of it was that reason, but there were other reasons behind it too. So <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Uh, they wanted to promote Terminko versus Prince for a fourth time as the main event, you know, singles match for their biggest show of the year. And at this point, nobody wanted to see them go at it again. So, you know, they were going to change that on the fly. And, you know, Chris left because he didn't get a promo. And he just said, go ahead, put Watcha over, give him the belt. And it was it was just ridiculous. I was writing two to three matches a show at this point and I I was trying to come up with ideas too and I had an idea of let's you know let's do jailhouse rules which is the match type I came up with and they wanted to change it to from an actual jailhouse to an elimination chamber because it's absurd to do a match on, on a compound yeah again jailhouse rules is basically final deletion I'm not saying Impact didn't steal my idea by any means, but I came up with that first. <laughs> um, anyways, so I came up with the Jailhouse Rules match, and they, they were going to do that, and uh, I was going to face Mark Baxter for the Intercontinental title, and I was trying to gear things up with Ziggy because we were getting ready to do that, and then, like, three days later, they changed the plan, and I ended up... I was going to get a shot at the Hardcore title, and then I was getting ready to gear stuff for that up because I was going to book that, and... That, that was kind of my deal. I was in charge of that. And then, like, a, a day later, I was off the card. I wasn't even on it. And <laughs> I was like, man, make up your mind. Finalize a card. It, like, we're, we got... I, I know we're about two months out, but finalize it. You can't keep changing it because we, we get to two weeks before... We get to two weeks before you drop the card, and then you change your mind again. We already got match card, and it's made. It's like, come on. Quit doing that. <laughs> so, and then my Amino journey just kind of get, gets a little lost in the shuffle there because I was the management member who was kind of behind the uh, behind the uh, eight ball a lot of the time. I would try to come up with ideas, but I, I wasn't going to give them my master plans. That's for sure. I wasn't. Not if I wasn't going to be the one. I I cannot emphasize this enough. If I do not have a heavy part in, you know, if I'm not heavily involved in the league, then I don't want to give away my master plans. I got to trust you that you're going to use them right. And I I just didn't know what I was doing at the time, so I wasn't going to give away my master plan. Unless I ran a league myself. Which now, NGWI with Tool, eh, expect those. But, uh, anyways, XCW came to an end, uh, but the big thing that came out of XCW was my spot in BOTB. And that was when me and Isaiah, we, we just, we were just the thrown together team. We needed to come up with the concept, we came up with the flock. And I barely knew, I didn't know Isaiah from Adam. Isaiah didn't know me at all. The only interactions we had were when we were 
in the XCW chat. I asked for a partner. He said yes. So we came together, formed the flock, and we cut our promo. And I'm not sure if we got a message from Prince or D or Nick. It was one of the, of course, it was one of those three, but I can't remember exactly which one it was off the top of my head. But they said that, you know, our tag roster's full at the moment. We were really impressed with this, though. When the time arrives, you know, you, you've risen to the top of our list. When the time arrives, you know, we're going to contact you and you're going to be involved. I think it was about a week later, they added us to the chat. And we were in BOTB. It's the one place that, you know, BOTB is the place that you want to be. If you're the, if you're a promo artist, and if you think you're any good at all, that's where you want to end up being. <laughs> Luckily enough, I made it into BOTB. You know, and that's, you know, and I, I kind of I kind of skipped over, you know, my EWL days and uh, United Wrestling. You can listen to what happened with United Wrestling on uh, the United Wrestling and Underrated History edition of the All Things WA podcast. Uh, and EWL is something I'll touch on with Storm at a later date. But, you know, that was still going on with this. And also at this time, Simon Kidd kind of took off. Uh, it was in lower level leagues, of course. Leagues that many people, I guess, at the time would consider paper. I wouldn't consider it paper. They had some solid booking, but... And feature feed. They they, they ended up on the feature feed. But I, I ended up winning the IIW World Championship. I won their tournament. I was their inaugural champion. Aesthetically, it was a very good-looking league. The matches, you know, they can only get better with time. Uh, and I won the IW World title with Kid. Fast forward, and I ended up winning the uh, Ignition Heavyweight Championship. I lost the IW title only to win it back. And then I beat, uh, and then I won the Rising World Championship around uh, at this time too. So Simon Kid's a four-time World Champion. And granted, Rising's the probably as big as Simon Kid ever got. So far. So far. Because Simon Kid Bebe is a member of the Undisputed Era, and we've got some big plans coming up for those guys. Um, we, we have a very uh, incentivized attack. But as the, journey, as the journey continues, I'm in XCW. I'm in BOTV. AA picked me up at this point. I'm in a league called Millennium. I'm in ARW before it dies. I'm in ACW before it dies. You know, pick pick any premier league that you want. Pick any, you know, in that league boom, pick any big league outside of Evo. And I guess AWN. At the time, I'm there. So ACW, they pick me up. They sign me. And when they sign me, Chris... Chris Terminko has come on for a one-off cruiserweight championship defense, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm I'm vouching, I'm looking at Gage, I'm saying, give me that match, I want that match, you know, it's at Mass Appeal, it's the biggest show of the year, I want that match, man, you know, I want I want it bad. If you can get me it, get me it. And Chris, I guess, was so, you know, Chris, the point was made towards Chris. You know, do we give this guy the shot? Shot. Chris said yes. So at Mass Appeal, it's Ryan Rancic versus 
Chris Tremico for the cruiserweight belt, mind you. Is, is Batista repping Ryan Rancic versus Chris Tremico for the cruiserweight title? Uh, it's so convoluted. Uh, I went into depth with uh, all these episodes kind of run together to me. But I went into depth on one of these. Uh, listen to all of them if you can. But I went in depth on how the cruiserweight title loses its meaning when it's no longer cruiserweights and it's just everybody competing for it. Anyways, so it's me and Chris and I cut to this day. Uh, uh, to this day, I, I am extremely happy to have this match. And it's to me one of the best promos I've ever cut. I think this is still before I kind of hit my stride with anybody, for that matter. But I still, to this day, hold that as one of my best promos. Look at it. The story behind it is, uh, Chris, you're my mentor. And it's it's kind of a basic story in, in a sense. But it's, Chris, you're my mentor. You are, you know, you brought me in because you were threatened by me sort of thing. And now that I'm getting the chance to face you, I'm just a small kid from South Dakota. You You, you get me you get me and there's things that I didn't divulge to you there are things that I can do that you have no idea about and I'm gonna come out at mass appeal and prove it and of course I'm not gonna go over it was his belt he wasn't gonna let me win it so I lost (laughs) Uh, I wrote that match it might be the best match I've ever written to date maybe outside of a maybe outside of that Hell in a Cell I wrote for IIW's biggest show um but it's one of those deals where it was my biggest match to date for sure and I was super invested in it and I was super happy with it and I lost well fast forward to the weeklies ACW was running and I get jumped Eric, I'm facing Eric Turner you know as he's repping Marty Skrull I believe uh, might have been Zack Sabre Jr., but I think it was Marty Skrull. It was Zack Sabre Jr. I'm confused. Uh, but I'm facing Eric Turner for the first time. One thing I do have to touch on, though, is Carter Harris was running a Christmas tournament that turned into like a tournament that it never finished to pass the first round, but he ran this tournament, and he didn't want to put me in at first. I got put in. I faced uh, Kyle Sycamore. I lost. <laughs> uh uh, the first of many, many, many losses that I've taken as I am the, uh, m- what I consider myself to be like the perennial loser of Wrestling Amino. If you look over my career, I don't have a key. I don't have a big win. I don't, ha- I don't have a key cog win. I'm the, uh, I, uh, I might start using the nickname the biggest, the biggest name that's never beaten anybody. Because it's, it's about as true as it gets. But we'll get there. Uh, so they they do the match. I lose to Turner, and out comes Tremico. And it looks like Tremico's going to shake my hand. But he, t- he, he lays me out. He attacks me. So I turn face. I'm on a, uh, I'm going on a trip. You know, they scheduled me to face Tremico in a rematch. I'm going on a trip. Uh, I'm counseling down at a uh, church camp. And... 
you know, I'm one of the cabin leaders down there, so I know that I've got to cut this promo or at least get most of it done because the deadline was, I think, the day I came back. So I got to get at least most of it done before I head out on the trip. So I get it done. I post it. Come to find out that, like, the day Gage was getting ready to, or a day or two before Chris uh, Gage was getting ready to release the show, Chris left the league. So the entire promo basis was on Chris Termico, you know, stabbing me in the back, and here he is. He's gone. He's left. He's left the league. So I, I have to sit back and say that I, I was very disappointed. I could have gone over Termico, and if I were Gage, I would have put me over Termico, and that would have been the way to write him off. But Chris just out, out and out left. And it really, really hurt me. Because I went from facing Chris, who was a big name at the time, and no offense to D.D. at all, but I had to face D.D. Russell. And it's like, D.D. Russell is not Chris Termico. He wasn't the name Chris Termico was. He was a big name, but he wasn't the name Chris Termico was. And I, I had to face... I beat D.D. Russell. But I was so mad because... It could have been Chris. It should have been Chris. And I didn't get to face Chris. That could have been the thing that changed my entire career. Because it, it did wonders for so many other people going over Chris. So here I was, disappointed. Because Chris left me out in the cold. So, as we continue on... Uh, and I know I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, but this is uh, I don't think I need to go too in-depth. It's been two years. There are going to be some things that I do miss, but uh, trying, to hit the, trying to hit the key moments. Yeah, just trying to, hit the, trying to hit the key moments. And so I guess the next big moment would be the Flock's ascendance to the top of the tag team division. Because it happened very quickly. First time we were in BOTB, there was an open challenge. We weren't put on the show. So we promoted to face BXB. We weren't chosen. SOO was chosen. SOO was a big deal. So we were chosen. And we weren't chosen, but it impressed them enough because we ended up booked on the next show. And we were set to face the uh, Young Bucks. And we beat the Young Bucks. We helped retire the Young Bucks. Put them out of help put them out of BOTB. Uh, it wasn't too long thereafter where they were gone. So we helped put them out. And so here here we were. We were continuing our, our stretch. Then we went and faced SOO and we lost. And then we faced then we got a triple threat tag and we lost again. And then the, the next couple months were kind of like a blur because EPWN gave us a shot at Christian Harris and Demon Prince. I said that if we could be, I was telling Isaiah about it. I said if we were if we were able to top those guys, then we would be a okay. You know, we we can pretty much beat anybody. If we're able to beat Demon Prince and Christian Harris, we can beat anybody else in the tag division. It's just, this is a proving ground for us. We beat them. We got it. And. EPWN gave us the chance, and luckily enough, man, although the show never came out, 
Squid said it himself. He recognizes us as the last EPW and Tag Team Champions because we out-promoted, in their minds, Christian Harris and Demon Prince. So we took home their belts. Luke Jasper, you are a great man. You put out the match. Pretty good darn match. And uh, we weren't. So, woo. But that was the beginning. Because then AWU came back. And there was a tag league called Daredevil. And there was just a whole bunch of different things going on. Uh, Kojo Pro. Uh, so, we won the Kojo belts. We won the AWU belts. We won the Daredevil belts. EPWN belts. And then the big one happened. We had BXB for the... Uh, tag Team Titles of BOTB, and we won it. And that was our big moment. Best tag division on Amino. We won the gold. And the day we won it, and I, I, get, I still get ticked about people saying this, they said that I carried the load with the flock, and it was me and my abilities carrying Isaiah to the title. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Isaiah put in just as much work as I did, and at times he put in more work than I did. Because if you look at some of our promos, he cut he cut more in-depth portions than I did. A lot of the time. It, it certainly wasn't just me. Both of us had to put in the time to make the tag team successful. Both of us had to put in uh, the effort to make sure the flock became a top tag team. And we did. We stayed on the ball. But once we won the BOTB belts, it was only a matter of time until our run came to an end. You know, ACW, XCW, ARW, they were all closing down. And so I had BOTB, and then there was a wonderful little league that came around called BSTW. And uh, this may get a little jumbled, but there was a... BSTW comes around, they put me in their World Heavyweight title tournament. And this, to me, is where everything kind of fell apart. I, I got burned out on writing, so I couldn't write for him anymore. And Dan Richards went in, and Dan Richards, you know, Dan Richards has become... Uh, with Dan Richards, just going to put this out there, just so everybody knows. Dan Richards has not won a promo-based match. since BSTW put him in a triple threat to earn a shot at Christian Harris. That was October of 2017. Think about that. Dan Richards has not won a promo-based match since October of 2017. And no, GWO does not count because GWO, you know, Carter pretty much put this out there. It was more booking. It was more booking based rather than promo. But I, I did such a great job cutting my promo on Tyler Law that he had no choice but to put me over. <laughs> um, but he hasn't won a promo based match since October of 2017, and that that says something. That that says something about me more than it does any other booker. It's saying something about me. But anyways, BSDW gave Dan Richards a pedestal, and this catapulted Dan Richards right past every other one of my customs, and he made Dan Richards the top. 
because BSDW was giving me hobby. They gave me my first, you know, the first big-time world title shot I ever got was BSTW. The only big-time world title shot I've ever got. BSTW. And I just couldn't capitalize. Uh, big match against Prince. A match I vouched for for years. Match I match I vouched for since the day I got to XCW and turned heel. You know, I faced Demon Prince there. Didn't promo for it. So I lost. I got Prince and Thatcher. I'm happy about that. And then I left. Because, uh, you know, I went about it in a very graceful way. I couldn't just continue to lose matches. I couldn't allow that to happen. Because Dan Richards was very quickly losing his sheen as a custom. Losing all the time wasn't doing him any favors. So I had to get out of there. I had a fresh start somewhere else. Story worked out great. Well, it was working out great until Javi destroyed me. I have no confidence that I am going over at Sunset Boulevard. I'm just going to put that out there right now. And it may it, it may be a, it may be a preconception, and it might screw me more than I'm already screwed. But I don't care. I'm going to say it right now. I, I have no confidence that I'm going over at Sunset Boulevard. Much like I had no confidence that I was going to beat Christian Harris. Much like I had no confidence that I was going to beat Prince. I'm not going to win. It's as simple as that. So, anyways. BOTB picked me up. Flock disbanded. They needed to do a blow-off. They needed to do Draven and Orton. So, Orton punts Draven's head off, ends his career, and that's when Dan Richards gets to come in. And it's fantastic. I'll be the first one to say I'm jumping the gun a little bit with the Dominic Ricardo talk, but I'll remedy that later. Uh, but to keep it completely 100 with you, I hate an overabundance of factions. And Dan Richards, I want him to be a one-man army against all these factions. One warrior nation. Except he's not the ultimate warrior, by no means. Just a one-man army against all these factions. Slowly but surely try to mark his way through and knock them all out. Knock them down a peg. Knock them down a pedestal. Very simple. And anyway, to shoot back, and to kind of backtrack a little bit, because I'm trying to hit all the bigger moments of my career... My first attempt at a league, uh, UWI, Ultimate Wrestling Incorporated. I thought everybody else is like, you know, they, they, you know, BOTB's battle of the best, understandable. AWM was the Amino Wrestling Network. Uh, and AA was the Amino Alliance, and XCW was Extreme Championship Wrestling. ARW, everything, BSDW, Blood, Sweat, and Tears Wrestling. Everything ends, everything ends in wrestling. Well, let's take a look. Wrestling's a business. 
a company is supposed to be kind of like a corporation. So why not call it Ultimate Wrestling Incorporated? Make it like a business. Call it like a business. Because that's what it is, a business. And I tried, and I had some big plans for UWI. I can spoil this now. The original plan moving forward, before Jonah pulled one of his massive rep changes, his, uh, his all-inspiring, well-known rep changes, we had Jonah Hart, and he was going to debut in that Fatal 4-Way main event. As he did, he was going to win it. And the story was, it was Gagester Black, who won earlier, versus Jonah Hart. And it was going to be the Battle of SOO that nobody ever did. Because I couldn't use Gage and Jonah Washington, so I was going to use Jonah Hart and Gage to Black, you see? Jonah pulled the rep switch. He wasn't doing Jonah Hart anymore, so... Kirk Matthews it was. Pretty sure Kirk was the only one who cut a promo for the match, so I went with Kirk instead. And that led to the UWI participants in the NGA versus UWI main event. Gagester Black and Kirk Matthews against Tyler Law representing NGA as their world champion with the winner becoming the NGWI world champion. And of course there it went. <laughs> but uh, UWI failed. NGA was on the shelf. So as I'm driving up to AAW, as, well as Tool is driving me up to AAW, we got into a conversation. It was like, why, why don't we just combine NGA and UWI? We can help each other out and it'll make it easier on us. You don't have to worry about, you know, I, I know you want to get this main event done for NGA and put this one-year anniversary show out. But it's almost at the two-year anniversary at this point. Let's just let's just combine them together, put them together, and let's make that work because I think it'll be better for us if we have a lot of help. Because the one thing that I didn't get in UWI, we had a ladder match on the card. Prod couldn't get to it. We had a... Uh, five-team gauntlet that Pedro couldn't get to. I don't blame him. Uh, we had a... Um, we had a... Uh, we had a few matches that just weren't written. Couldn't be written, I guess, would be the word. And it halted the momentum of the show and it killed it. So, here we are. So I was like, let's put it together and we'll do it. And it took almost it took almost like eight months to get that show out. But we did it, or Tool did it. He did all the work on that one. I'll give him full full credit for that one. I dropped the ball heavy. But uh, and there were there were some other others that helped. But we put it together. I think we all, I think we did a great job, and we did exactly what we could do with what we had. And. Now NGWI exists. Check out part one and part two of Hollywood Lights. I think I think you're gonna like it, especially Jack Hudson versus Vince Torres. If you haven't read it yet, it is a absolutely insane match, and I think you're gonna really enjoy it. But my amino journey, again, let, let's just keep backtracking. Let's hit moments that I missed. GWO. I joined GWO the first time around. And I, I had ma a match with Showoff that I lost. And another match with Sycamore that I lost. <laughs> and uh, always, always, always losing. You know, notice how all of these end in a loss. 
you don't see me putting a post out. Sorry, not sorry. That was just stupid. And if you and I'm not gonna drop any names, but you know who you are. I, I try to channel all that rage and frustration into promos. And granted, sometimes that doesn't help. <laughs> I don't think it helped with the... I don't think the added insult to injury that I had with Accardo and such, with luck of the draw, helped at all. Come to, Just getting to think of it, I shouldn't be mad at Accardo at all, but it's I'm not going to go there. <laughs> not yet. Um... But we have. It's just it's just a deal where I gotta I, I just gotta try to continue to improve. But uh, GWO GWO's first world run was great, and then it ended, and then it came back, and then it ended again, and I was so disappointed. And uh, let's talk about. Uh, I guess where I'll go now is Kirk Matthews and Don Jose. BSDW decided that they were going to turn Kirk Matthews heel. I vouched for that. I vouched for that. I thought it was time for a fresh start for Kirky, and Rabbit was very much against it at first, but I thought it was time to freshen up the character. Uh, the underdog babyface thing wasn't working anymore, so what's the easiest and simplest way to make the underdog babyface go away? A heel turn. So... We decided it was best to turn him heel. He turned heel, and it, it was a great it was a great deal. Got to talking to VC. Don Jose comes up. Just I, I'm just we just talking Truth Martini and Roderick Strong, and uh, it just comes up. Hey, let's I got I called Don Jose, and the, the, the joke became a real deal. I was like, yeah, let's you know what I'll I'll, I'll rep. Truth Martini, and we'll do like a House of Truth deal, call it the House of Don, and it'll be great. It'll be great. So that comes together. And all we were trying to do with that was have some fun. And I think we did. You know, that first promo was against Javi. Uh, we knew we weren't going to win that match. It was our first time together, uh, doing a promo together. But did our best. And man, I think it was funny. And we continued to improve until we hit our Kojo Steel Ball Run promo. To date, the best Don Jose Kirk Matthews promo there has ever been. And it broke my heart when we didn't win that match. But it's okay. There's nothing, there's no uh, shame in losing to Javi. No shame in losing to Javi. Because he's still top three to me. It goes Prince Javi. Prince Hobby Squid, that order. I'm not afraid to put that out there. Uh, Thad's up there. And by no means is that a is that a drop down to Thad. He's like, if anybody's gonna bust through the through through to the top three, maybe even take the top spot, it's Thad. I think he's had the best year of anybody. Hobby's kind of fallen off the face of the planet, but Hobby's much like Prince. They don't promo all the time, but when they do. It's one of the best promos that you're going to get for the entirety of the year. For the entirety of that show. That almost promos for every match he has. It's great to see. 
and Thad is right on the cusp. But I think what Squid's, what Squid's doing with Squid Star is transcending everything. Squid used to be number four. He he jumped Thad with what he's doing. Um, it's so hard to rank guys because I said it in the Evo episode. Number one through number twenty is so close that you know it could change show to show, day to day, week to week. It's that close. Um, and that is, that's just a fact. I think anybody in the top 20 could go toe-to-toe with another person in the top 20 promos. I'm not going to rank who my top 20 are, but I think anybody in that group could very easily beat anybody else in that group on a given day. It's just going to depend on what the promos look like at the end of it. It's going to be close. It's so hard to so hard to pinpoint, so hard to pick because all these guys, you know, everybody's kind of like on the same on a level playing field now. There are some guys that are greater than others, but everybody's pretty much at the same spot, and that's something to really enjoy because it wasn't always like this on Amino. The competition is, is almost as good as it's ever been with the level of promos being put out at a, on a given day. So, and that's a lot of fun to see. Um. My amino journey. Just kind of go through. Just gonna kind of go through and still trying to think think of different things. Uh, so it's so hard to look over uh, two years worth. I did that blog, the top ten worst booking decisions ever. It's the only blog uh, that and the uh, amino uh, definitive. Uh, collections uh, episode on Ian Adams, which was a lot of fun. I, I and this is basically this is something that the podcast can be used for, because I did that blog and I thought it, it was a great idea. And Amino to the Definitive Collections, it was going to be a deal where I went and I talked with members of the Amino community, and I was going to put a team together. They were going to help me do research for it, and we were going to ask questions based on based on these guys' careers, and we were going to do it like a uh, WWE Best Of DVD. And it, I, to me, it would have been a lot of fun, and that first one was fun. It's just, I do not have the patience to do blogs. <laughs> it's the one of the only two blogs I've ever done, and it got featured. Very happy to see that. The second blog I did was the top ten worst booking decisions I'd seen in my time on Amino at the time, and it made those, and it didn't make the featured page, but it got over 50 likes, and I'm like, yeah, buddy, then, and it's a rarity to not hit the featured page and get that many likes, and it's one of the only two blogs that I ever did, but it was fantastic, I, lo- I love doing that, and, uh, you know, the definitive collection stuff, I want to do more of that with this, you know, what, I'm burning. I'm kind of burning through these league topics. So, what's the next thing that you got to do? You got to go in depth on the careers of these amino users. You know, bringing bringing back guys like Jason, bringing back DJ, bringing back, uh, bringing on guys like Pegge and Prince and Thad and all of them, just to sit down and discuss what they've done, where they've come from, and how they've gotten where they are now, and then talk about what their future could end up being. And that's the ultimate plan. Uh, so, 
you know, all things WA, it's, and again, I'm going to branch into WWE topics at some point, but that's, that's what I want to use it for. Give new users a chance to see exactly what they've missed out on and see if they're interested in something more in the future. Let's see. I, I guess there's no better no no better way than just to put it out there that you know, of where I am now. I'm involved with NGWI. I co-own it with Tool. We have Carter. We have Vince Torres on the team. They are you know tremendous, and Carter helped us a lot with this first show, because whether he realizes it or not, right in that Vince Torres. Uh, Jack Hudson match him him being able to do that probably saved us about a week or two on you know actually getting the show out um, NGWI made me have to get back into writing I wrote the Tyson Oliver Sean Cannon match and I, it's not amazing as it wasn't going to be with almost two years being out and never you know never writing other than doing promos, and it's it's okay. I did my best with it, and hopefully it worked out really well. But there, there's of course no guarantee to that. I uh, uh, the booking something I really enjoy, and something a lot of you don't know, other than you know maybe watching the Master Plan episode. Some of the best, so, so I think, I think, I put myself kind of as a booking savant. That may sound a little, like, like I got a little ego about it. And I do in a way, but I, uh, I look at booking and I, tr- I, tr- I try to do the best with what I'm giving, given. If you give me a roster of guys... And I challenge, I challenge, uh, I will challenge anybody to come on here with just a, li- a list of names. Give me a roster of guys, and I will mix and match and find the best spots for those people. Um, the TSTF uh, Summer Barbecue's coming up, and I help book that. And when you take a look at the card, uh, just just take one look at it, see see how it looks, and uh, I think you're I think you know everybody on that team helped. By no means am I taking full credit here, but you know it's one of those it's one of those things where I I helped a lot on that because I wanted that if you're gonna if you're gonna do a one off show make it make it as good as you possibly can. Make it a star-studded affair, and I think I I think I helped out with that a little bit. As far as you know, NGWI Tool says it all the time. It's like I I'm here for more of a of an approval thing. <laughs> he said it said it the other day even. It's like you 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 take care of the creative. Like uh, I I'm, we're here to discuss it, but you seem to have things pretty figured out. I love creative. I love being part of creative teams. 
There are times where I don't think my ideas are given a second thought. So I don't necessarily join creative teams. Unless I'm very into it. I own this league. I'm going to be a part of creative. I'm in Rising Creative. I'm in Starbound Creative. But they've got 13, 14 shows booked already, and I haven't had any input on any of them. So I'm not going to complain. They got a good team. You know, I'm running. I'm running my own league now, and it looks like it's going to be a success. It looks like it's going to be a rousing success, and that's not going to. That that's all because of you guys. You've showed a lot of attention to uh, the first two parts of the show. We've got some really good feedback from a few people on this show, and I'm very happy to say that. You know, that's kind of what pushes us to keep going. That's going to push us to keep going. The feedback is, as cliche as it is, the feed, the feedback is as important as anything. Because it's only going to help us improve. And I look forward to seeing feedback for the rest of it. I'm in BOTB. I'm wrestling at Sunset Boulevard against Javi. We'll see what happens. But uh, I don't think I'm going to win. I'm just being honest completely, 100% honest. Uh, but there's things I can do coming out of that. Uh, it'll just continue. It'll continue the Dan Richards story. Let's put it that way. Um, we got that coming up. I'm in BOTB. I'm a singles guy in BOTB finally. And it looks like I'm going to get a shot to prove myself. How long that shot lasts? If I if I keep losing matches, who knows? But you know, I'm gonna try and capitalize and make the best out of my spot. But uh, here here I am, and I'm just my amino journey's been an up and down one. I, I've had a, I've had a moment or two where I've gone absolutely insane, but uh, you know I think everybody's had those moments at a time. So I'm just extremely uh, happy with where I've come and how far I've come, and you know I'm at I'm at a level now where I'm very happy to be at, and hopefully everything will continue to be. I'll, I'll continue to be at that level. I'll continue to put out good stuff. Uh, and hopefully my career will just continue to improve. I've loved my time on Amino. Two years going on three. And I couldn't ask for better people. I've got a great group of friends. A great, amazing group of people. You know, from Nolan to Pedro to Rabid to JT to Squid, you know, I'd like to think that I get along with everybody. I would like to think that I'm not a bad influence at all. Uh, but I, I got a great group of people. Prod, MT. I could go on and on and on. Uh, but just a great group of people around me. And without them pushing me to get better, without them pushing me to do more, I wouldn't get... I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. 
you know, and you know they they give they give me help when I need it. They give me feedback. They've they've always got my back, and it's a very important aspect to have. And from the first day to now, they I know I said it earlier, but from the first day today nine forty eight. I'm still still here and I'm still kicking. So I can't really say much more than that. I know this will not be entered into the My Amino Journey uh uh what's the word? Community event. Entry of course entry will be voided. This is not a blog, this is a podcast. So it's not going to be able to be added. But I just wanted to put this out there because there just isn't enough. I can't really formulate it into a blog itself. So use the podcast to help out. And this is just a little special edition episode for you this week. Um, If all things work out, then Fad will be on tomorrow evening to discuss... Uh, the BOTB World Championship Conundrum. Uh, I'm going to talk about Luck of the Draw and what made me so disappointed with it. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to give any special treatment to BOTB. I love BOTB. But let's put it this way. I think the randomizer screwed them. And there were some events that screwed them. And there were some decisions that boggled my mind. And we'll get into those. And then next week, if all things work out as well, Pedro and I will be uh, doing a podcast, The Puerto Rican Sensation. Pedro, Zach Peters himself. We will be doing an episode fully uh, based on the fact, basically, he has a funny story to tell. But we'll be basically doing an episode fully based on the art of booking. I talk about it so much. So what are my views on how to book something successfully and how to make something interesting and where to go? And there, are, there, there is, is something that I have noticed with booking. Something that I have noticed with booking that will blow your mind. And I'm going to save that for next week. But again, Thad tomorrow, Pedro next Tuesday, and I will have my next guest lined up by then. Until then, guys, thank you for listening. My Amino Journey. I appreciate everybody uh, who listened to this podcast, and I will see you later.